this is one of the gaps that I think that most businesses, not just digital agencies, but most businesses have is that, but they don't know, they, they have this goal, but they've never done the work on working out how much it's going to cost to get there. Mm -hmm. So if we understand their cost per acquisition, you know, what our average lifetime value of a customer is, what our cost structure is, we can then work out, well, this is the business. This is my goal where I want to get to. How much marketing is it going to cost through our cost of acquisition? How much do I have to spend to actually get this? Then we've got a figure of what we need to spend. And then we can just work out, well, how do I fund that? Can I do that with client receipts? Can I do that with, um, you know, do I need an investor? Do I need to get a loan or whatever? So no one does that calculation. What's my capitalization requirements? Most businesses fail because they're undercapitalized. This is Digital Marketers. Hey everyone, this is Mark DeGrasse, the president of Digital Marketer, and this is the podcast that keeps you up to date on everything you need to know when it comes to digital marketing, from the platforms you'll be focused on to the cutting edge tactics and tools that are working today. Today, our guest is Damian Patworth, the managing director of Globatal, uh, founded in 2015, works with 250 agencies in nine countries using 300 international staff members in order to help scale agencies using a proven process that is actually audited constantly. So welcome, Damian. Thanks, Mark. Good to be here. All right. I figure we'll kind of launch into kind of the difficulty that uh, marketers and marketing agencies have with scaling. And most of the time when, you know, we work with 120,000 marketers, uh, the biggest thing that all marketers want to do is strategy and they all get bogged down doing execution. And so I figure what we could talk about is kind of, you know, what are some of the blocks that they have with being able to scale? Uh, some of the solution options they have in order to scale without having to hire, you know, 20 people to fulfill and kind of how you help them uh, scale instead of having to, to do that themselves. Yeah, great. Well, I think, um, oh, there's so many barriers to scale, aren't there? But I think one of the the key things to start with is just, I think as digital marketers, I started doing digital marketing back in 2002, 2003. Um trying to basically make money as an affiliate to different products using Google ads arbitrage. You know, I try to buy a lead for $10 and get paid $30 for it kind of thing. So, and I loved it. I was so passionate. I was, I was doing well at some point. I was thinking, even back then I was spending, you know, $10,000 a month of my own money, um, and probably getting, you know, making profit of 5,000 or 6,000. Um, but back in those days, too, it was very different. It was um, do a search for, uh, you know, life insurance leads. And all you see then in the Google ads was the same business being advertised <laughs> by eight different affiliates trying to scramble to get that, get their check kind of thing. So that was, Google was very different back then, too. But, um, but the point is that I came in really, uh, like, passionate and excited about this thing being Google ads hmm. and Google AdWords. Um, and then I did quite well. A couple of friends said, oh, what are you doing? And I showed them and they were, in small, they were small business owners. Um, I said, can you help us? We know this online thing is getting important. Can you help us? And so I started doing websites and then I started doing SEO pretty quickly after that. Um, but I had no idea about business. So this idea grow and scale, I didn't know growth and scale were different. Um, so I just didn't know how to run a business because I was, what I was doing is, you know, digital marketing for clients. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the key points is that a lot of us in digital agency, in digital agency world, we don't really understand business. Um, so, got, you know, that's, that comes up too. <laughs> I just want to work. Right. 
Yeah, that's it. So, um, so the first barrier to scale is education and understanding how to run a business. As digital marketers, um, one of the things that I think is key is that we actually know everything that we can make our business success a puzzle. And just we've got all the pieces of the puzzle. Like if we know, um, if we know what our cost per acquisition is, uh, and we know what our average lifetime value of our clients are, you know, just with those two figures, what we can, what we can then do is, um, you know, work out where we want to go. And we know if we are really familiar with the cost structure of our business, like the profit and loss, mm -hmm. um, you know, we can work out what our ideal business would be, what size it would be. And then this is one of the gaps that I think that most businesses, not just digital agencies, but most businesses have is that, but they don't know, they, they have this goal, but they've never done the work on working out how much it's going to cost to get there. Mm -hmm. So if we understand their cost per acquisition, you know, what our average lifetime value of a customer is, what our cost structure is, we can then work out, well, this is the business. This is my goal where I want to get to. How much marketing is it going to cost through our um, cost, cost of acquisition? How much do I have to spend to actually get this? Then we've got a figure of what we need to spend. Um, and then we can just work out, well, how do I fund that? Can I do that with client receipts? Can I do that with, um, you know, do I need an investor? Do I need to get a loan or whatever? So no one does that calculation. What's my capitalization requirements? Most businesses fail because they're undercapitalized. So yeah. that's the first thing. Understand business, understand your numbers, become really intimate with your numbers and work out what your capitalization cost is. And then you can have, make some real, you know, wise conversations and make wise decisions on how you're going to you know, hit your goals rather than. Oh, it's January, 2023. I've got this massive goal this year. This year's going to be my year. I'm going to hit this. I'm going to double my business without any thought as to actually how you're going to get there. Oh yeah. Well, I did, you know, that's the fun part. Oh, kind of like strategy. Strategy is the fun part. You know, doing the work is the hard part. And I think what with marketers, most of the time, they're always worried about acquisition, right? They're always like, well, if I just had more clients, then I'd be making it. If I just had more clients, I could spend the money to do this. I could hire the people, but I just need those more clients. But it's backwards because if you did get those new clients and you really did what you said, which is find the lifetime value of a client, what you'd find is that you're going to fail if you got more clients. You know, if you, if you said, oh, I need 50 clients and you have 10 clients right now and each client only makes this much money, it costs you this much money, scaling yeah. to that is going to break you, period. That's impossible to scale. And that's one of the things that's, that's the difference between growth and scale. So scale, you've got to do more with less. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that's always a good, um, a good point too, to ask yourself in business. Well, if I want to get to here in a short amount of time, and what happens if I get all that overnight, what yeah. will break first? So, and that's a good question. What will break first? So if that's going to break first, fix that today, fix that first. Yeah. Because you... then if it does happen, you're one step closer to being able to do it. You know, from a planning standpoint, then if you, if you can get past them, so let's, let's pretend that you have a, a sample agency and they can get all the clients they've ever wanted like today. And so. Now you have to think, okay, if I want to scale, if I'm going to have those 50 clients, I could either hire a bunch of people to fulfill. I could outsource to a third party, you know, and hope that it works out. I could outsource to multiple third parties and hope that, you know, I have a social media need and I have an SEO need and I have an email marketing need and then hope that that works with all the different agencies that are white I'm white labeling with or. That's pretty much the only options I could think of. Like that's, that's kind of, or you figure out how to automate everything, which mm. is not possible right now. So maybe the near future, but we'll see. <laughs> and so the challenge with that too is, I mean, one of the things there's a, there's this idea of having our goal and going for it, but you know, there's a lot of talk now that we've got a, an impending recession coming and 
you know, certainly here in Australia, I don't think that uh, we've felt any financial pain yet or any like economic pain yet, but I, I definitely think it's coming. We've had a lot of interest rate rises that haven't filtered through economically kind of thing. You know, we've all experienced the, the expensive fuel and that kind of stuff. So there seems to be a lot of evidence that there's going to be a recession. So plans don't always roll out as simply as we wanted them to. So as well, a question, the hiring is, is so dangerous too, because if you said like, okay, I'm going to scale this year, this could be my big year. I'm going to double my business, blah, blah, blah. And so you hire a bunch of people. Now you either have the choice of firing them if there's a recession or trying to maintain them through a recession. Now, one of, um, one of my business mentors here, a guy called Murray Del Nader, he started Donut King. He was in our, our, our um, franchise hall of fame. He, um, at one point, he was distributing the second most amount of coffee in Australia, only beaten by Qantas, who was giving it away kind of thing. So, um, but he, one of the things that he said to me is, oh, Damien, you know, just, just always be aware that fixed, fixed costs kill businesses. Uh-huh. So if you can transition... Um, fixed costs into a variable cost and makes your business a lot more healthy. And, you know, obviously two of the biggest fixed costs, most businesses have uh, um, leases and employees. So HR and leases. So is there a way that we can, if you want to thinking about really scaling long-term a digital agency, is there a way that we can make those fixed costs variable, which basically means you align them with, you know, your, your revenue. Now that's, that's sort of one of the, the positives of the model that we have is that all our agency clients, their human resource cost is to a, a greater or lesser extent um, aligned with their, their flows of revenue, which is a really strong position to be in this year, I think. Makes a ton of sense. Well, and, and back to the kind of choices you have, like, okay, you can scale, you can hire a bunch of people and, and then you have those fixed costs or not fixed, but they are fixed costs. Uh, and then have to take care of those people, whether no matter what happens with the growth or not growth of the business. Uh, you could outsource different services to multiple agencies or with your solution, they could outsource almost everything to one agency. And yeah. so let's talk about that solution and kind of how it's better than the other two. Yeah, great. Well, obviously, if you're all over the place, there's a management expense that you have to do there also. Um, but I think that's that's one of the one of the ways our industry has um, developed, which I think is a little bit uh it's not great for the, for the white label industry. Um, that is that, you know, we as digital marketers love a certain thing, like we love SEO and we've done that as an agency. And then we, we're doing really well. We have great SEO product, our clients love it. So let's offer this white labels to other agencies also. And we then do that for other agencies and that's all we do. So we become a, a white label person. We've got, you know, 15 staff. Um, the problem with that is that. And I think this is the problem with white labeling digital marketing is our product's not SEO. Um, our product is actually resourcing um, and resourcing in a way that our agencies can scale with. Um, so, you know, you, so it means that SEO becomes a tool rather than a product. Hmm. Uh, and, you know, one of the, and this one of the things that we're very, very focused on, we're a resourcing company, not a SEO company. We're a resourcing company, not a Google Ads company. And that makes our decision-making a little bit different to if we were an SEO company. So for example, we're here, with our, our sole purpose of, the sole purpose of Globatel is to help um, our agencies grow and then scale by using, by getting more with, by using less hmm. um, and and doing it in a way that frees up risk, that makes it less risky for them by you know make, aligning their resource costs with their um with their revenue um, coming in. So 
Um, you know, one of the ways we do that is getting more value out of each client. And that means, you know, if a client comes in and getting more out of each client for less cost. So if a client comes in, um, for you, the agency and you do SEO with them, um, but all you do is SEO and how you, you're not really getting the full value of that client. If it's a big insurance company, for example, they should be doing Google ads. They should be doing social media. They should be doing, you know, obviously you've got copyright is an important part of, um, of SEO and so forth. And there's probably landing pages that they need done. And, you know, insurance companies are great with, with, you know, leads, lead generation into the email marketing is a big campaign for them. So you should be doing all of that, but if, and that's how you get more from less with your, um, with your digital agency. But, you know, the other, the other model, um, of, of having lots of specialists, white label people, um, quite often that falls down too, because they're small agencies or medium sized agencies and they've got limited resources too. When you get that 50 clients that we talked about, what happens when you're white label person? What well, I can't actually support that anymore because I'm kind of small. Um, so that doesn't work. Um, you know, with one of our clients, we brought on a hundred SEO campaigns, a new client out of New Zealand, we brought a hundred SEO campaigns on and not a single one of our clients even knew what happened because <laughs> it was just seamless. That's amazing. I mean, yeah. Cause we do resourcing. That's what we do. We do it well. So, but you know, one of the, as I, as I mentioned about, you know, our, it's, it's really, really important in, in your agency or even in your business to understand exactly what you do and what you get, give to your clients. And. You know, we're really focused on, we're not an SEO company. That's our tool. We're not a Google ads company. That's a tool that we use. We're here to help agencies scale. Um, and you know, one of the things we do is partner with our agencies, have really open conversations with them. And, you know, I mentioned our agency success team where we have the opportunity to pull resources out of our fulfillment team just to help agencies make more money. Mm. We had a, a, an agency in um, South Africa recently had a big, a big insurance client and they were doing just a 20 keyword SEO campaign. And my agency success team had a look at these clients and said, well, had a look at their websites, understood the, the sides of them. And they went to the agency and said, look, you're doing 20 keyword SEO. What this agency real, or what this business really needs is a premium SEO package, much bigger one because they're big company. They need Google ads. They need funnels with landing pages there's five more campaigns or marketing campaigns that would be really useful for this client and they'll get a, a much better marketing out, um, outcome from that mm. so why don't you go and speak to them and try to you know, sell this work to them um, by the way we've done a proposal for you already it's in your branding we've got all the all the campaigns that they need how the campaigns are going to work and the pricing based on your price list already that you can sell it to so that agency went and sold five new campaigns to that client, um, yeah. made a lot more margin within their business. Uh, the fulfillment work's been done in our offices, so it's not really, apart from doing the sale and the customer service, which they're already doing, it's no more work for them. They're just making more with what they already have. And obviously there's fees to us for doing the fulfillment, but the fees are obviously set at a way that they can make margin to it. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, and I think that's, it's usually the fear of the outsourcing, right? Because if I'm an agency owner, I'm going to, you know, I'm planning on having 50 clients. I know I need help, but people usually go to Upwork first, or they go to Fiverr and they kind of piece out some stuff and then it sort of works. And even if you find somebody good, because I've done this personally, <laughs> you can find somebody awesome on Upwork and then all of a sudden they get a job and that person is gone. And then you're like, okay, well, let me find another one and vet them and and it's a huge, expensive, time-intensive process that 
fails like I don't know half the time at least and even yeah. if it worked once it won't necessarily work again so I think for for you guys one you have the a consi consistent approach to marketing because it's not just you're doing the SEO or you're just doing the social or you're just doing the paid ads you actually do all of it and so it's consistent execution of it and then also you you guys have 250 clients agencies that you serve so you specialize specifically in serving marketers and you aren't you know bringing on clients on the side like oh you have your side business where you also do the marketing directly for people you yeah. do 100 white label right that's right so i think um there's a lot there the problem with the freelance industry is there's no quality control um so you don't really know what you're getting and a lot of the freelancers also uh, marketers themselves mm -hmm. and so they want to be brilliant which means or they want to make a difference and, th and that's great but it means that what you get in seo or the website you get this time could be brilliant and then you've got this expectation that that's what you're going to get so that's what you tell your client but then the next one's sort of not as brilliant or it's mediocre or it's run of the mill there's i think there's a real problem with the guys that and this is sort of a, it's not necessarily ethical, but it is, there's a conflict of interest with someone who is doing retail, a retail digital agency doing white label also, because yep. it's selling to your clients. So if, if you've got a yep. business, who, right. yeah, if someone's selling to your clients, why would you give them your client list? Yeah. You know, there's as simple as that. So we made immediately at the start, we made a decision. We're only going to help agencies because it's a different business. Firstly, it's different than doing marketing direct. Um, and we don't want that conflict of interest. We don't want you to think, uh, they're selling to my clients anyway. Are they pitching? What, what happens when you lose a client? Are they going to go and take on that client also? And then they've got my business. Um, are they going to undercut me? Um, it, it's pretty tricky because I think 90% of white labels are actually agencies that are doing, you know, white label as a marketing channel. Is it marketing? Oh, that's terrible. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, you could, you could totally do that if you don't have any ethics or morals, but whatever <laughs> so and i'm sure i'm sure all of them aren't doing it to be not ethical and they're doing the best that they can and they've got the purest of intentions but you know still you're giving if you're going to someone who's doing it um who's doing this marketing channel or is doing it retail also you actually give them all your trade secrets they see how you run your business they see your client list you know is that a risk you really want to take with your business no, it's, that's totally true. Well, and I, I love how you kind of talked about the variable costs, you know, so now, now you could say, okay, I'm going to get these 50 people. Now I have an agency that not just won't steal those 50 people once I get them, but also will consistently serve them in a methodology that's been certified by a, you know, international certifier, <laughs> right? Exactly. So you trust it. So the, the other side though, is, is the variable. So you actually talked about like, <clears throat> you know, how you built the campaigns out. So a lot of white labels are, will sell a service. They'll say like, oh, we'll keep it going for the monthly. But it sounds like you do things in, is it uh, kind of time specific chunks or how, how do the campaigns work? So we, we, one of the things that I said, going back to, we support agencies. We don't want, we don't want all the agencies to start looking the same because they're using us. So we're very, very, we try to be agnostic with the way we um, engage with our agencies. So there's a whole different uh, way. Basically we're very flexible. So we have, we have uh, rate card, um, rollout, resellable services. Like you can do SEO, 20 keywords, 10 keywords, month by month. As user pays, we don't charge upfront fees or have, um, you know, have locking contracts or anything like that. I know, you know, SEO, you want to tie, like an agency wants to tie in a client for 12 months. 
Mm. You know, we want the agency to tie in the client for 12 months, but that's different from us tying in the agency for 12 months who then loses the client, has to pay six months with no revenue. We recognize that's stupid. So um, <laughs> just let the agency decide how they want to engage. We do dedicated resources, which pay hours. So that's more of a, you know, if that's more helpful. An agency has got a really solid process themselves and they get really good results with they, they, the way they do their own marketing and they just need some help. Um, we've got dedicated resources and that's really a cool way of doing, uh, outsourcing, I think. So you've got a, you know, a, a dedicated resources in an ISO certified team, but the agency then who's got high, um, high paid quality, uh, employees themselves, they can start bin- building mini teams under their, their employees to get way more out of their, each of their team members, the team members that they're paying really top dollar for. So they can actually talking about scale, lift between scale and growth rather than get um, you know, a, another high expensive team member, you can actually build a team under each of your, your really quality people to you know, get 300 times, 400 times, 500 times the output of those people. Mm, that's awesome. And then we do project work too. Like there's a project, we want to build this app, you know, do you have the resources? If not, can you build a team under it? And we can, and we can work with agencies that way too. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's all. Well, the flexibility and it's, yeah, I love how you said that you don't want all of your clients, your white label clients to look like each other. And so you tend to customize more, which is fantastic because I've seen that too. You're just like, I know I've seen these posts before somewhere. All you did was switch out the logo and then post it all in the same similar business for say social media. And so it's not good for anyone. No, it's not. Not good for the end clients. It's not look. For, it's not good for the clients that are buying the product at the end of the chain. You know what we want to see is we want to see everyone winning. I think if if the end client gets a marketing gets a really good marketing result, and then the agency makes you know gets a really good reputation and builds their business based on reputation and also makes good margin and profit. If those two pieces win, then we win, and we have a growing team of. You know, one of the really cool things about being out of being but doing the white label sort of work is that we get to, you know, feed families in some of the poorest places of the world. So we're creating incomes in, you know, places like in Asia and subcontinent where um, an income is not a guarantee and it's, there's no real safety net to catch these people. So they win also. And then when they win also, and they're happy, then, you know, the shareholders, the Globatel wins. So we just love this idea that our mod, in our model, we only succeed when everyone wins. It's pretty cool. That's fantastic. Well, and you know, your ability to serve people everywhere is, is super helpful. Not just the, well, also the employees, but you know, people from different markets, different, uh, countries. So of your, your 250 clients, you know, sub projects within them, uh, would you say that you guys do a lot more of, uh, say e-commerce versus, uh, insurance like B2C or. This is, we do everything. Um, at the moment, you know, I think SEO is around 50% of our business. Uh, so that was always where we, like where we started, but that's, that's dropped from about 65% over the last 18 months. Um, oh. so the, the, and it's still growing. So SEO still grows every month, but the other, um, marketing funnel, marketing campaigns are, um, picking up. So we do everything across all, um, across all industries. We're not quite there yet, but one of the, um, enhancements that I want to build in our business, bringing back to how can we help our agencies is I think. I think there's a real potential positive use of the data we've got in our business. Hmm. Uh, we've done, we've done sort of seven years of, of white label SEO now, and I'm sure we've got enough data to see, you know, with doing SEO for plumbers, they tend to drop off around the 11, 12 month mark and disappear, uh-huh. uh, or maybe 13, 14th month. 
And, and to have a, a reporting module for our agencies that says, hey, you've got this plummet coming up and is that, is that month 11? They tend to drop off at month sort of 12, 13. So why don't you get out there and sign him up for another 12 months before he decides to go and find someone else? Because this is the average. You know, that kind of um, data model, I'd love to build into the business. So that's, that's definitely on the card. Oh, I was about to say, I'm like, I didn't even think about that. But I was actually talking to uh, JC. I don't know if you know Height Digital. They're one of the... Um, yeah. Yeah, I met them in sorry. And he was saying the same thing. He's like, you know, for all of our clients, like the kind of benefit because we're pulling data from all of the other clients. And so they could say, not that they're sharing the, you know, the privacy information, but the actual facts of what happened for specific campaigns. Like you could just share that with all of the other ones. And then now everybody has more effective campaigns. And so I'm sure even if you're not doing that intentionally, I'm sure that's happening quite a bit, right? Yeah, no, exactly. So it's not about the um it's not about the confidential information it's about without names what's the what are the figures on us what do the figures on a spreadsheet look like and then what do the averages look like there and how can we actually use this to make you know life for our our agencies um you know better i mean i started i was an agency i've got i remember all these problems that i had you know the clients that just go quiet for three months and then they leave and say and you're trying to have a meeting with you keep pinging them for a meeting but they never respond then they leave with a message. Well, you only ever talk to me when you send me an inbox. Like, oh, what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I've been trying to get a meeting with you for three months and you've just screened me. It's your fault. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah. is it though? Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, I think, I think what you're doing for agencies is fantastic. Uh, you know, providing over 300 people with jobs. That's, that's amazing. And just your focus on the processes and the commitment that you made to that is, is fantastic. Yeah, so I think um, bringing it all back to scale with agencies, um, I think like the really, really key message or the key things for me are um, when I used to when I used to do SEO as an agency and you know websites and social media and so forth, I never went through the stage of saying who am I and what am I actually here for and who do I serve and what do I do. So that's really an, an important thing to do. And I've got a straight out of straight out of scaling up for Vern Hart, as you know, and good yeah. to great those sort of resources we've got a strategic council that helps answer all those questions and and helps work out how to implement it into our business but you know digital agencies there's a lot of me too digital agencies with no real voice no real sort of position in the market that makes them stand out so i think that's a really good exercise to do from there know your numbers work out what your goals are what the um you know what the uh, the capitalization requirements are to hit those goals. If you understand that, you, you know, you're better than 80, 85% of small, medium-sized businesses out there. Um, work out how you're going to fund it. Um, work out, you know, what's going to break if it all comes at once and have a gradual rolling project to fix that. That's one, one thing that we, we do is we have a, so we've got our executive, we do a 90 day strategic plan with our executive and each of our executive has, and we've got five on the executive, including me, we have two projects we need to complete every quarter and we call them rocks and it's pretty common out of traction and scaling up. Um, so each, each executive has two rocks, which projects either to make the business better or to fix a problem that we've got. Mm. So we end up with, you know, 40 projects complete every year with our executive. Now we've also got. 15 heads of department we call or senior management you know the heads of the teams uh, we're introducing this concept to them this month where they each, each have one rock so now we've got instead of 10 a quarter we're going to have 25 projects complete every quarter right. so that's a really good discipline not just doing the work you know 
give yourself a project every quarter that you have to fix to make a business better because that means that you'll end up doing more with less as you get these projects ticked off, which means you'll be able to scale your business. Oh, that's, a, that's a fantastic tip because I think, well, you, like you said, with the new year, it's like new year, I'm going to kill it this year. And then it's just like, maybe it's a list of 50 projects and it's like, you're not going to do 50 projects. And <laughs> one a quarter, that's a good, good pace. Yeah. And you can't, if you jump across from, we actually went through, um, we actually had a phrase that went through a stage where we realized that we were managing things to non-completion. Uh, we call it managing to non-completion. That's just because you've got too much you're trying to do. So you've just got to, what are we going to complete? What can we complete? And just keep knocking those on, on the head. So as COVID showed us, um, I think economic downturns don't necessarily bad for agencies. If we played the game right, it, it's, you know, a recession could potentially be good for agencies. Afraid of a recession, I think we need to, with what we do, get the most set of our existing clients. Um, think about the niches, like maybe we're in a niche that is heavily impacted by a, a recession. Maybe think about looking at different niches that, uh, that work well in a recession. Um, like if you're an accounting niche, maybe look at, uh, you know, liquidation accountants instead, um, that kind of stuff, maybe make a little pivot there. Think about what you're going to do with your resources. But I think at the end of the day with agencies, we're not like, um, you know, in a United Airlines where you need 10,000 clients a day to break even. We probably need to get two or three more clients each month. You know, if we lose 30% of our clients, maybe that's 10 clients, maybe that's 15 clients. You can actually just get off your backside and go and hustle to get those. Try. No, it's just need to that's it. It's, it's, you can get the clients you need through physical effort rather than, yeah, as marketers, we want them to all come to us, you know, yeah. come here, come here, we'll, we'll do our social media, we'll do our SEO and we'll wait for you to come. But when that stops, because you know, people, you sometimes have to get out and make an effort. Oh, the number now, at the end of the day, like I, I tell most marketers, it's just like, we, we only do a couple of things. We do relationship management with the client and we do strategy. Like those yeah. are your jobs. Everything else is well, in support of those two things. And if you're not, then, you know, then you're a commodity because Anybody could do SEO, anybody could do social media, anybody could do email marketing, but your method and your, you know, ability to execute and keep the client happy and understand the client, that's, that's the job. That's it. Yeah. But, and you help that and you do a fantastic job. So if, if somebody's interested in scaling their marketing agency to new levels without the pain of outsourcing to Upwork or a million different third-party solutions, uh, where can they find out more information? Uh, I would say, where can people find out more about what you do? Yeah. So one thing we recognize, Mark, is that obviously trying an outsourcing company is a little bit of a risk for, for agencies. So we recognize that. Um, I'll, I'll give you a, I'll, I'll share a link with you if you like, where people can access this, but I'm quite happy to offer thousand dollars for agencies as a credit in our business to try us out, to see if it works with their model and, you know, see if our, our way of doing customer support is supportive for them and to you know, understand how outsourcing works and, and work out how it fits into their, uh, into their business. Um, so happy to offer that credit to all digital marketer listeners. Obviously agencies, I know you have a lot of businesses that are just listening for digital marketing too. We, we literally are going to deal with agencies. So, um, but yeah, so find us, our website's globatelmarketing.com and Globatel is with a global AL. Um, so as in global, global digital squish, squish together. Um, I'll send you a link if you like, Mark, about, you know, how they can access this thousand dollar grant and, 
um, put that in the, the notes if that Perfect. works. We will definitely do that. Well, thank you so much, Damien. I think, um, you know, what you're doing is amazing. I think, you know, spending 15 years or not 15 years, you started in 2015, but you've really kind of uh, honed in on what people really need is marketing agency. You know, they don't just need somebody to do posting or they don't just need somebody to do some copywriting. They need a cohesive system that they can serve their clients consistently and be confident that it's going to get done. And it sounds like that's what you do uh, very well. So thank you for for being around. Right. Well, thanks for having me on. And maybe I'll see you in San Diego this year too. Oh, yeah. I'll be there <laughs> for sure. Right. Working. Hopefully less podcasts this time because that was yeah. the podcast of the last one. I think it was 30. That's what I did. Oh, wow. <laughs> Anyways, thank you so much, Damien. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to hit that follow button so you can notify when all of our new episodes release. Please share this with that friend who is clueless about digital marketing. And don't forget to visit digitalmarket.com where you can access all of our courses, certifications, and training programs. Thanks again, everyone, and we'll see you next time. This is Digital Marketing. Digital Marketing.